Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings, listeners. You're back where it's at, and I'm spinning the beginning of the winning talk show that pops to the top always nice with some spice, where we hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay engaged, educated, empowered, and encouraged with trending topics, noted news, interviews, and much, much more. This is Tanisha Baker, and you're inside Talking with T. I'm delighted to bring you this first show of August, and if you have followed Talking with T, you know that we highlight a new theme each month. This month's theme is Activism in August. You will be encouraged to be active in your community and be involved in things that matter. Don't stay silent on the sidelines when there is so much work to do in the field. Get out and get engaged in issues that impact not only your life, but that of others. Today is August 1st, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, rapper Coolio, former Cosby Show actress Tempest Bledsoe, actor Richard Wyden, and football player Mike Wallace. August 1st is recognized as the anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation of 1838. And on this date in history in 1993, Barbara Ross Lee becomes the first black woman to head a medical school in the United States at Ohio University. On this date in 1944, Adam Clayton Powell was elected as the first black congressman from the East. As voting is a hot topic right now, it is definitely appropriate to mention that on this date in 1867, black people voted for the first time in a state election, and that state was Tennessee. Now it's time for our Monday Minute Quick Bits. R&B singer Mary J. Blige confirmed her pending divorce from her husband and manager, Martin Isaacs. We fell in love with Keisha Knight Pulliam as the adorable Rudy on The Cosby Show, but her husband apparently fell out of love after only six months of marriage and has filed for divorce, leaving Pulliam pregnant with a baby girl on the way. An officer in the town where Sandra Bland was arrested has come forward saying he had evidence of wrongdoing in the Sandra Bland case, but was threatened by the county's prosecutors that his career would end if he came forward, which of course prosecutors denied. Two years ago, the Ice Bucket Challenge became an internet sensation that started as a way to increase awareness and raise money for research for the disease ALS. Well, I'm happy to share an update that scientists report that donations funded research that led to a breakthrough, and they may have discovered the gene that causes this awful disease. We covered several stories, including some big ones local to Knoxville, Tennessee, regarding sex trafficking. Now, another case emerged Saturday out of Nashville, Tennessee, where a man has been arrested for trafficking a 12-year-old from Texas for the purpose of commercial sex. There was yet another shooting of a police officer. This time it was in San Diego during a routine traffic stop this past Thursday. The incident left one officer dead and one wounded. An 18-year-old woman was killed early Sunday morning while traveling on I-24 south of Nashville as a result of a previous altercation at a nightclub. Then there was also a shooting in North Knoxville early Saturday morning that left a man in serious condition also resulting from a verbal altercation. While in Miami, 
A mother and two teens are killed early Sunday morning after reports of gunshots being fired in a neighborhood in southwest Miami-Dade County. Two women ages 39 and 19 died at the scene, while a 17-year-old male died later at the hospital. A 12-year-old who was also shot is now listed in stable condition. The computer system used by the Clinton campaign has been hacked, and the breach affected the data analytics program used to conduct voter analysis. And there you have our Monday Minute Quick Bit. So let's take a break from the gloom and doom and turn our attention to some happy highlights. The first story in the happy highlights is about an immigrant recently coming to the United States and catching a ride with Uber. Jose Figueroa picked up a man from O'Hare International Airport that had just migrated to the U.S. from the Ukraine. Jose discovered that the man had left his wallet and remembered the man sharing that he had sold his business in the Ukraine and had all the cash to his name with him, which actually totaled $3,000. Although it was tempting, Jose said, he decided to go back to the home where he dropped off his passenger and returned the wallet with the $3,000. The man's sister cried when he returned the wallet and they gave him $100 as a thank you. The next happy highlight is about Tawny Nelson, who found herself in quite a bind when her truck broke down at night in the pouring rain with her four young daughters crying in the back. Countless people just drove by as she begged for help. Right as she was about to break down herself, a 74-year-old man with a bad limp knocked on the window. He handed her chicken strips, biscuits, and bottles of water from the deli and told her to feed her babies. He told her he had a tow truck on the way and that his wife would be there shortly to take her home. Sure enough, the tow truck came. The wife followed the tow truck with her and her four daughters. The next morning, the elderly gentleman returned to her house with the mechanic to fix her car. When she asked how much she owed, the only payment he wanted was for her to never give up and keep on being a mom. He wouldn't even take a hug. Nelson says that one day, she hopes to be able to do for someone else what he did for her. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back with the know-it-all Professor Jay and our investigator P.I. Pam as we share trending news and the crazy chronicles. So I must be foolish, 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 foolish to 
Well, now we're going to welcome Professor Jay and our investigator, P.I. Pam, to the show as we cover Trending News and the Crazy Chronicles. And Jay is going to kick off Trending News by sharing some details of the Democratic National Convention in which history was made as Hillary Clinton became the first woman ever to be nominated by a major political party. All righty. So the Democrats recently wrapped up their convention in Philadelphia with Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine receiving the nomination of their party. Of course, there was an air of optimism that included inspiring speeches from President Barack Obama, who urged uh, convention attendees, don't boo, but vote at the mention of Donald Trump's name. And also, even First Lady Michelle Obama kept the vibe positive by letting us know that when, as she said, when they when they go low, we go high. Former Democratic hopeful Bernie Sanders found it difficult to begin his speech for several minutes to the rousing cheers of his supporters, many of whom were moved to tears. Of course, it was interesting to note that uh, it took Sanders quite a while to come right out with an endorsement of Mrs. Clinton. Of course, former and possibly future first daughter Chelsea Clinton introduced her mother Thursday night. And Mrs. Clinton began her speech with a nod to her daughter, her son-in-law, her grandchildren, and even her husband, emphasizing the importance of family. She even thanked Sanders supporters and acknowledged their role that they played in bringing social and economic issues to the forefront. Throughout her speech, she reflected on our country's history. And in contrast to Donald Trump's attitude that he is the one who can fix our nation's ills, Mrs. Clinton said, quote, we can fix it together. She further attempted to maintain the common touch by talking about the resilience of her parents and grandparents who worked hard to ensure that she had a better life than they did. And she pledged to be a president for all, regardless of race, religion, economic status, and sexual orientation. Of course, the convention was filled with several emotional moments from family members of those killed in the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting to the, as they called it, the Mothers of the Movement the mothers of Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Jordan Davis, Eric Gardner, Adia Pendleton, Dontre Harrison, Michael Brown, and Oscar Grant, all of whom were either killed by police officers or lost their lives to gun violence. Finally, on a lighter note, Representative Joyce Beatty of Ohio wore a dress very similar to Melania Trump's, as I called it, plagiarism frock stating, I used my own words when I wore the dress. <laughs> so we've got, I believe, about 100 days, if that many, until Election Day. So we shall see how this is going to play out. This is no doubt one of the most epic elections in our nation's history. And I just want to say that Michelle Obama kept it classy and not ratchet because I don't know exactly what I probably would have said up there after the plagiarism situation. <laughs> well, as always, Jay, you've done a great job in keeping us up to speed and keeping us informed about things going on, particularly in politics, which is not my arena. I want to just take a pause for the calls and share a new feature on Talking With T. You can now call in and leave your thoughts on a selected show topic, and you may hear it on the next week's show. So one of the primary goals of Talking With T is to facilitate discussions and dialogue around trending news and issues. This week's topic is centered around the upcoming election, 
And I've seen a lot of debate back and forth about voting or refusing to vote if you don't like either candidate. So you can call 865-409-1170 with your thoughts. You'll receive instructions through the voicemail. So we have a few more stories today in Trending News. And the next one is about ex-NFL player for the Miami Dolphins, Antonio Armstrong. He and his wife were shot to death in their home this past Friday. As if this news isn't sad enough, their 16-year-old son is accused of the killing. Two of their other children were believed to be in the house when the shootings occurred, and investigators are still unclear of the motive. So I was a little shocked by this, um, but I don't think it's the first story that we've had about teenagers, for some reason, finding the gall to commit such horrendous acts toward their parents, and a couple of them have even resulted in death. Right. I would definitely like to know the motive because, I mean, I, I'm reflecting on my own experience as a teenager. And, I mean, granted, I didn't always agree with everything my parents said, but there was nothing that they could have said or done that would have made me want to take their lives, particularly if I know that they're responsible for uh, making sure that I have everything that I need. That's true. And I was reading a couple of um, posts you know, like from the from kids that knew him and people that, you know, knew the parents and all this. And a few people had stated that he had expressed um, some anger about not being able to get the new Jordans for school. You so know, what? I was just thinking <laughs> that kids are taking what I would consider minute issues or dilemmas and taking them just way too seriously. They're mad at their parents for doing the job that parents are supposed to do, which is to raise them, and they do something to the parents or to someone else. So I don't know what's going on with today's youth, but I know that it probably reflects on something that we've done wrong as a generation as we have guided them to this point. But they're taking things way too seriously. And if it was over a pair of Jordans, that's just utterly ridiculous and, again, um, just adds more sadness to this story. And, yes, you have to think, um, you know, society has sort of made it like that because let's say you have an argument with your child and they get disrespectful. You can't put your hands on them because all they got to do is call 911 or someone hear about you put your hands on them and then authorities and DCS, social services, get in. So it kind of puts you in a rough place where you can't – we can't discipline our kids like – our parents and grandparents disciplined us growing up. Well, you may be right. That may have something to do with it. But I also think that there are other ways to discipline kids. You know, I think maybe it's a lack of discipline altogether. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because I know in my household, not that I'm opposed to spankings, but I don't just don't know that they're effective for every child. But if I start mm -hmm. putting some of the electronics in timeout, where you can't yes. use anything that runs by battery, plug, or electricity, that seems to have more of an impact than a spanking. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I think it just probably depends on the child. But somewhere along the way, we may have been a little too loosey-goosey or not consistent with the expectations that we have for our children. You know, we let them talk back and be disrespectful, and we spoil them. And I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of some of this, but 
again, they're taking things just way too serious. You know, they're blowing up and having these tantrums over things that should be irrelevant to them maturing, you know, into responsible adults. Indeed. So we're going to move on to Tennessee educators. Now, they've been in the news a little too much for my liking. And there's a teacher, Marquita Austin, of Nashville, Tennessee, who faces five counts of statutory rape for performing sex acts on five 17-year-old boys. Now, this investigation started back in 2014, stating that the acts occurred between September and November of that year. Austin was then placed on leave while the investigation and interviews spanned several months. She resigned her position and is free on $1,000 bond. Now, keep in mind, that was 2014. Then the case was presented to prosecutors in May of 2015, and now, almost two years later, Alston is facing charges, as reported on July 29th of this year, by WATE, which is Knoxville's ABC affiliate station. So, there are a couple of things that make me roll my eyes in this story. One, moving past the disgust of the act itself, trying to figure out why it takes so long to hold people accountable for messing with children. You know, the act happened when they were children. By the time they get to trial, they're actually crossing into adulthood. And then I'm listening to a $1,000 bond, really? You know, that's another thing that's ridiculous. And then we keep in mind that this is on the heels of a teacher in Lebanon, Tennessee, who's been arrested and charged with statutory rape by an authority figure. He was fired immediately and booked under $25,000 bond. And I was thinking back to a previous show when Pam brought this up when we had the incident here in Knoxville with one of our teachers accused of doing some inappropriate things with a middle school student. I don't know if you remember, Pam, but you brought up about women not getting the same punishment or maybe their punishment isn't as harsh as men. And I'm starting to believe there's some merit to that because I personally feel we just throw the book at them. You know what I mean? They should all suffer the maximum penalty for interfering with the lives of adolescents, for impacting these youth in the way that they are. And, Pam, you also mentioned that at that age, they really aren't capable of making decisions. You know, their brains have not reached the maturity of adulthood. So although it may feel good or they may not know that it's wrong, they really cannot make that decision. And I am disgusted at men or women at the same level of disgust who take it upon themselves to do things with kids. I just don't get it. I question the maturity of these people who call themselves educators because my whole thing or my thinking with each of these stories is, you know, you're putting your livelihood in complete and utter jeopardy anytime you do anything that is inappropriate. And as I was telling uh, a friend of mine who is just now entering the teaching profession, I told him, I said, now, look, man, even if you decide not to teach after this year, you know, one of the things that you definitely probably need to think about doing is keeping your teaching license active as best you can because you never know when you will need to go back into the profession or if you may have an epiphany like, hey, maybe teaching wasn't so bad. And any time you do something that's inappropriate, I I know at least here in Tennessee, 
and I'm pretty sure everywhere else, once that blemish is on your record, they, if they don't snatch your license from you, your license is flagged. So that puts up a, 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 a difficult situation for you trying to get a teaching job anywhere else. And it's, and it's really disrespectful to those of us uh, who work hard every day and try to do what we can to make some gains with our students and keeping our noses clean and being about the business of education. So I, I'm just like you, Tanisha, I'm disgusted. And yeah. It's definitely a dark cloud. It's a thunderstorm. I can't stand them. I don't get it. How are we letting these sick individuals? I mean, I almost feel like they're plot. You know what I mean? Thinking, okay, how can I get the easiest access to kids? Or maybe, you know, they get in the profession and for some sick reason, these kids become appealing to them. I don't know what it is, but I'm over it. And the thing is, these people be having real-life families and kids at home, majority of them. The lady at Pearl, Pearl Cone, it was five boys. Five. Yeah, that's the one we're talking about, five. Yeah, five kids. I, you know, and the, and the thing is, they, and this is just all around the board with everything, they think that the boys will not be affected by it because they think that, oh, it's a boy messing with an older woman, you know, that's macho, blase, blase. And it, and that's why the women never get the harsh sentences like the men do. Cause they, they just think that the boys just, it doesn't affect them, but I guarantee you it does. Their little brains are not working. You know, it might seem okay at the, at the time, but I guarantee you that they're affected at just like the little girls are, but they never, ever, if anybody does research on it, they never get the time that the men get. You see the $1,000 bond, which she only has to pay 10%, which is $100 to get out, and then a $25,000. Fired immediately. The other ones, you know, they'd be let off administratively with pay. You know, it's always, they always get the lesser sentences and lesser consequences. And I think they all should get the same thing. I think they're just big individuals. I mean, who can you actually see it? Seeing a kid, and some of them be like middle schoolers and high schoolers, and you know, I'm not, under, I'm not understanding that. Yeah, right. Well, that's it. They have to be. But um, let's move on. And again, the last story in trending news rubs shoulders with the crazy chronicles. Couldn't decide where to put it, so I put it right here in between. Uh, most of us, particularly in the South, are familiar with the once popular Gladys Knight's chicken and waffles. Now, this once-famous restaurant chain has had its share of troubles, but currently in trending news, Gladys Knight's son, who was in charge of managing the restaurants, has financially devastated the business. Shanger Hankerson, her son, has been arrested and charged with theft, racketeering, and owing more than $1 million in back taxes. The three restaurants are now under state receivership, and in fact, I ate there last month during a visit to Atlanta, and it seemed pretty much the same as, you know, previous times, but they did let us know that the restaurant was under new management. Now, as details have been revealed, it is reported that Hankerson took money from the businesses to support his marijuana habit and for his sex party. So to read more on how outrageous this actually got, you can visit www.talkingwitht.com for a link to the full story. So what do y'all think about that? Ooh, wait. Uh, 
Go ahead, Jay, because I can't wrap my pen. Let me get my thoughts together. Go ahead, Jay. Well, I, I'm I'm still trying to make sense of it myself, and I don't even think that, that Mama Gladys uh, had any idea that perhaps her restaurants would be going this far to the left because, I mean, the store was saying that a lot of the employees' paychecks were bouncing, and that's something serious when, when you're playing with folks' coins now and said that the that uh her son was driving around the restaurant van and using it as his personal vehicle. I mean what what you look like driving around the chicken and waffles van. <laughs> <laughs> so do we think that she actually just turned it over to him without keeping tabs on anything? Because I mean a million dollars in back taxes, it's a little questionable. That doesn't happen in just a year. Somebody should have been contacting her and saying, ma'am, um, I need to pull you from the blackjack tape. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. Let me, let me I, I digress. <laughs> Hold on. I, I went somewhere in the story. I didn't even mean to go. I'm just saying that somebody, things like, would have notified her that, hey, you all this money in taxes. Hey, your employee's checks are balancing. I would have been knocking on her <laughs> door. Uh, Gladys, I don't know how many Gladys. chicken and waffles you're going to have to sell. But I need my face check. And then that's crazy because in the story also is Miss Robbie from Sweetie Pies who is suing her son Tim for stealing money and opening up restaurants in her name without her permission. So do they not just keep tabs on their kids when they in the business? They think they, well, they're probably thinking they're not going to steal money from them, but... You yeah, know, I can Robbie, do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it. I wouldn't think it. You know, I can see a mother and her precious boy would never, yeah. ever, ever do anything wrong. Probably, she's kind of shady anyway, because she don't let her employees even eat free while they're working on their lunch break. They still got to pay full price. Well, Miss Miss Robbie, not even a discount. Not even a discount. Full price. She said, "How's she gonna have a successful business if she's letting them eat at a discounted price or eat for free?" Hmm. And I have a girl. I be to had chicken legs in my pocket, some dressing, <laughs> biscuits, all kind of stuff. She would fire me. <laughs> well, be your uh, last supper. When, when Tim <laughs> opened up the restaurant out in California on uh, Welcome to Sweetie Pies, Miss Robbie pretty much cussed him out because he opened up that location without, you know, her permission, supposedly. And just as an interesting side note, they were supposed to have opened up a location here in Memphis on Beale Street. Brother ain't got no sweetie pies yet down here. Yeah, what happened to that? Because I thought they had had a location in Memphis, or it was well on its way, and then it just kind of just died down. Well, it, 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 it got mighty quiet mighty quickly. So mm. All, mm. all I can say is, Thankfully, Memphis is not hurting for soul food restaurants and push <laughs> something to shove. Even if we are, somebody's grandmama got something going in the kitchen somewhere. Yes, they and do. There you have it. Boom. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, let's just go on because we're already there, really, to the Crazy Chronicles. And I know we're going to talk about self-proclaimed prophet Brian Corn, who was out at this past February when it was discovered that he matched the psychic's reading word for word through his proper lying. And uh, Prophet Cohen continues to make the news. And, Pam, I think you've investigated a little bit more. So will not you share with us what's going on with 
this prophet, Brian Corn in the Crazy Chronicles. And as Tanisha just said, back in 2014, um, Master Prophet, that's what we call him now, Master Prophet, oh, <laughs> Brian Corn, oh, <laughs> plagiarized a psychic word for word at his New Year's Eve service. And he ended up getting big books you know, from people thinking that what he was saying was correct. So recently, you know, I guess he thought that people forgot about it, they weren't going to say anything. But recently on Periscope, somebody asked him, yo, Brian, uh, what's up with that uh, that uh, plagiarism thing? He said, let me tell you something. God told me to not discuss it with you. And so... Who told him? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going too fast. Who told him not to discuss it? God. Another Periscope video and said, you know what? God told me to go ahead and say something. He told me to not follow witches and find out who the witch is. And I'm not sure if he meant witch with a W or, you know, the other <laughs> word. Because for some reason, he thinks the witches started this whole rumor. The witches are after him. He said he doesn't follow witches, they follow him. And he's going to find him a private firm to find out who this witch is. So I'm thinking he, he you know, since he's Christian, he probably didn't want to say the big words, so he probably said witch. But I said, poor Brian Corn. I guess he thought, you know, I don't know what he's thinking. He actually got, I mean, he got over like almost a million of dollars from people just from that one service where he's telling these people that they get money. He, you know, Send me your money. I'm going to send seed. Put your seed in. It's going to manifest and all this and then nothing. Well, somebody on Periscope got him one day. I saw said, uh, uh, can you ask the Lord what my blessing is? I've already sold. I sold a seed yesterday and I haven't gotten my blessing yet. <laughs> he tells people, you know, well, God told me and God told me and God told me. Well, God should have told him to pay his bill for this private plane that he's supposed to be renting because he is $716,000 behind on his $18,000 a month payment because not only has he not paid anything, he's been booking bootleg flights, meaning he's been charging people to fly on these planes that he's not even paying for. And these people want their money. I can't. I can't. I, I don't even know. I'm so lost in this story. I mean, okay. He well, is leasing a plane for $18,000 a month. $18,000 well, a month. he's supposed to be leasing, but he's not paying the bill. No, he hasn't paid since March. And then it's a $500 a day late fee on top of that. What does he need to play? Oh, because he's bootlegging flights. <laughs> he's bootlegging flights. He's still making money, but he's not paying these people. And they said they have a lien on it. So I don't know if they're going to go, do they repo planes? I guess they I, do. That's a good question. Okay. Okay. I just, <laughs> I don't even, I'm just speechless because nothing I can say right now is going to add every or take week, away from this. Yes. Every week it's a, a master prophet, as they proclaim, that's doing mm. something outrageous. And then they have all these millions and millions of followers. And you think, who are these people that are following these crazy folks? Yeah, right, right. right. And Brian Kahn has been very defensive ever, ever since this whole profit plagiarism scandal came out. And I'm just like, dude, 
surely you don't think that your followers are all just completely stupid. I mean, you, you can't you can't think that the saints are just dumb, that they're so heavenly minded that they have no common sense. Right, right. And I'll post it just for those who want to check it for themselves. I actually posted the original uh, YouTube video of the psychic and her predictions in 2014 alongside his in 2015. So you can judge for yourself. But before our time runs out, I quickly have to hit the apparently confused rapper, Shad Moss, better known to most of us as Bow Wow, as he is under fire because he stated that he could not relate to civil rights matters because of his mixed race. Now, News One host Roland Martin promptly went in on this poor misguided soul, saying that the comments made by Bow Wow were some of the dumbest-ish he'd ever seen. <laughs> and you can find the links to the details by visiting the website. But he also said he'd had enough of Nick Cannon, too, after Cannon stated he was reluctant to vote for either presidential candidate. Uh, Bow Wow's biological father's mother came out and said, Bow Wow's been black since birth. <laughs> well, what does he think he is? What is the mixed race? What, what does he think he is? I don't know. Mixed with crazy? No. He's what? He's crazy. crazy. Oh, mixed with crazy. And then the point that Roland Martin made, which is so valid, is that it really doesn't matter your race because as brothers and sisters, if we believe in humanity and loving one another, then we march alongside each other and we stand up for things that are wrong in our in our society, in our country. And so the civil rights movement is embodied by all races and generations and gender and all of that. And so he just lost, you know, any credibility from me. I'm thinking, that now, did he skip school? Did he go straight from rapping to acting and had no formal education in between? I'm not sure. Well, I'm just hoping that maybe, you know, he might have misspoke or got a little tongue-tied. And, you know, he felt like he could not speak on civil rights issues because maybe he was at a mixer with Stacey Dash. That's it. And I'm I'm done. That's about as much I can make make of that. Or he he was having mixed drinks with Raven Simone. I don't know. (laughs) Raven says she she is trying to come back. To the black side, she said, after all these things, honey, we don't want you back. We already, you know, had to send Justin Timberlake back. Yeah, we traded her in, and we don't want her back. (laughs) I think that's going to have to be it for this bit. I thoroughly enjoyed you, too, as always, and I can't wait to hear from you next week. And you know I'm going to say it. (laughs) That is not your line. (laughs) You're over here stealing my line and such. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. And now let me share a few announcements and reminders to the local Knoxville, Tennessee listening area. Knox County school students return to school on August 8th. The annual Girl Talk Gala will take place on August 12th at the Cokesbury Center. The annual Tent Summit will take place on August 13th. Save the dates for the second annual 8th of August Jubilee, which has an extended celebration this year to span several dates, culminating in the big celebration at Chilhowee Park in the Jacobs Building. 
This celebration will include vendors, exhibits, activities, games, music, the world's longest soul train line, and entertainment to include Grammy-nominated Alvin Garrett and comedian Spank Brown. Visit the Beck Cultural Center website or the Village of Knox for more information. For more information on community events, resources, and positive stories related to Knoxville, Tennessee, visit www.thevillageofknox.com. You can submit announcements to be promoted and added to the community calendar through the website or contacting the Village through Facebook and Twitter. Be reminded that you can now call in and leave your thoughts on a selected show topic that may be featured on an upcoming show. This week's topic is centered around the upcoming election, so visit www.talkingwith2.com or check out the Facebook or Twitter pages to share your input. The call-in number once again is area code 865-409-1170. Once you call, you will receive instructions on how to proceed. So once again, we've come to an end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can now listen to Talking With T on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music. Remember that new shows drop each Monday, and don't forget to subscribe to Talking With T Daily the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. Also note that I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I'm looking forward to taking more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. You can find out more information on the website. On that note, I'll end with a quote. You must be involved to have an impact. No one is impressed with the win-loss record of the referee, Napoleon Hill. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Teeth.